0: Welcome back to The Daily Devotion. My name is Kevin Hell. I'm the pastor of Christ Church Conway. We're a congregation of the Presbyterian Church in America here in Conway, Arkansas. The Daily Devotion is a time for us to be strengthened in our faith through the study of Scripture and theology. We've been working our way through the first letter of Peter, 1 Peter, and uh, he wrote this letter to the elect exiles, to this group of people who had been essentially kicked out of their home, uh, likely due to their faith, and were now having to figure out how to live in light of the gospel and how to remain faithful to the gospel in a new area, uh, in a time of suffering and persecution, in a time when it would have been all too easy for them to feel like they had been forgotten by God and had been abandoned. But in fact, Peter reminds them that is not what had happened, that their present circumstances don't actually speak to the reality of their relationship with God. And so he writes this letter to them to encourage them in their faith. We've made our way up to verses 14 through 16 of chapter 1. In the last couple of days, we've unpacked some of what Peter is calling them to in this imperative to be holy. We've talked about the reality that he begins with the fact that they are children of God. And then he calls them not to passively conform to the world around them like water to a container, but rather, as we're going to look at today, to be holy to God, to be set apart for him. So let me read these verses, 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 14-16, through 16, and then I will offer a few comments. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Father, we thank you for your word. Once again, we thank you that you call us to holiness and that you equip us for holiness. Would you strengthen us now to hear your word? Would you strengthen me to speak by your Spirit that all of us together might gaze upon the glory of your Son, Jesus Christ, might gaze upon your glory and so be transformed that we might be strengthened and encouraged to walk in holiness before you. We ask this in Christ's most precious name. Amen. Well, so two days ago on uh, Thursday, we looked at the reality that we are children of God and that is where Peter begins his statement about being holy as obedient children. You are children. Identity comes with that. Character comes with that. All kinds of things come with that reality. Therefore, don't be conformed to the former passions of your ignorance or to the passions of your former ignorance. Don't passively conform to the world around you to your old way of thinking when you lived apart from God when you lived as a stranger to the commonwealth of Israel don't passively conform to that that was the first part of the contrast we looked at yesterday on Friday rather verse 15 he gives us the other part of the contrast but as he who called you is holy you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, and here he quotes from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 2, you shall be holy, for I am holy. One of the things we talked about on Thursday with the reality of living as obedient children was that part of our identity is not just our name, part of what we get from our parents is our identity is not just our name, but our character. We, we talked about how we end up in many, many ways like our parents. At a character level, we end up like our parents. At, at a value level, we end up, for the most part, like our parents. That's just a reality of life. And so as we deal with this, what we see here is Peter reminding us of the character of of our heavenly Father, that, that's the the basis for his call to holiness. You've got a heavenly Father. You've been adopted by Him. Your your identity is found in your relationship to Him. Oh, by the way, He is holy, so you will be holy. Notice what He says in verse fifteen: "As He who called you is holy." So, so again, he, he begins this imperative with this reality that we are called to holiness because the one who called us is in fact holy. The idea of holy is, is dealt with in a number of different places and thought through in a number of different ways. And uh, it certainly entails sinlessness. It also uh, entails set-apartness. Don't be conformed to this world. Be set apart from this world even as God is set apart from this world. From all of its sin and and brokenness. Now, that doesn't mean, obviously, looking at the gospel, looking at the finished work of Christ, that God is uninvolved in this world. Rather, in terms of his character, in terms of who he is, in terms of what is right and wrong, he is set apart from the definitions of this world. He sits over this world, not this world over him. He is sinless. That's all part of what it means to be holy, to be sanctified. So he says, as he who called you is holy. See, what we need to remember is that the, the basis for our holiness is not us buckling down and trying harder. The basis for our holiness is the fact that we have been called by one who is holy into fellowship with that one who is holy and have been given the Holy Spirit in order to strengthen us. And his job, in part, also is to to mediate and, and to intermediate for us so we are to be holy. He's not saying, listen, you need to get to it. You you need to go try harder. He's reminding us, the one who called you into fellowship with himself, the one who has adopted you, As his child, the one who has caused you to be born again and given you a new identity with that new birth in and through his son, that one is holy. Therefore, you be holy in all your conduct. See, by attaching this call to holiness to the character of the one who has called us, He's reminding us that we are actually equipped to be holy in all our conduct. He's reminding us that we have what we need to do what it is that we have been called to do. Us hearing a call to holiness and saying, oh, well, I can't do that doesn't really work. Because God's response to that is, no, but I can, and by my Spirit, I dwell in you. I am holy, and I dwell in you. And I equip you and I strengthen you and I help you and I comfort you and I encourage you and I remind you that you are my child and I help you put to death the deeds of the body. I am holy. These are the things I do and I have taken up residence in you. I have called you into holy fellowship with me. So be holy in conduct. See, Peter wants us to understand that the basis for our holiness, our ability to be holy, really has nothing to do with the context of our life on this earth. I can't be holy. You don't know how hard it is. You don't understand the temptations I have. You don't understand what I'm faced with day in and day out. You don't understand what I'm suffering. You don't understand the, the, the trials that I'm going through. How in the world could I possibly be holy? You don't understand my marriage, my, my children, my work, my, my whatever. Peter says, yeah, maybe I don't, but I do understand your father. I do understand the one who has called you out of this world of darkness and into his marvelous light. I do understand the character and the nature and the work of the one who has called you into fellowship with himself. And the setting of your life doesn't change that. So be holy in all your conduct because you have been called by one who is holy. See, this both gives us the standard and the reason why it's possible. That's the beauty of this. He's not just saying, hey, this is the standard, get to it. He's saying this is the standard. And the one who has called you into fellowship with himself perfectly keeps that standard. So you, In fellowship with him, be holy in all your conduct. And then he goes back to Leviticus 19.2 to undergird his argument. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. That's been the relationship we've had with God all along. Our holiness, because he is holy our pursuit of of righteousness and truth and, and holiness because He is holy. And because in Christ, we have been called holy in Him. May Christ be with you as you pursue holiness in the name of the one who called you who is holy and by the power of the Spirit who dwells in you who is the Holy Spirit. May Christ be with you as you pursue holiness in all your conduct. Amen.